G'day, I'm Ben from Cash Pile Australia, and this is Lawn Care Skull Sessions with my co-host, Bearded Lawnsman. Wicka wicka, what's up, Benny? We're back. We're back. Had a fucking week off. We were absent. Absent. <laughs> um, my mum didn't write me a note. Uh, yeah, so... Um, Hopefully you missed us a lot, you fuckers. Yeah, fuck it. It's been busy, Ben. I thought no rain, no growth. I thought I'd be fucking sitting pretty podcasting every day, you know? Fucking not to be. Yeah, but who gives a fuck? Mm. Like, we can do what we want, right? Yeah, fucking oath. So we were unprofessional as fuck. Our, our attitude right now is really going to conflict with the upcoming episode that we have for you. <laughs> <laughs> so don't, oh. don't let our podcast attitudes deter yeah. you. Yeah, Sozzies. Um, so, anyways, Beach. Yeah, man. It seems you got a little bit of the renovating bug. Oh, I do. Fucking paint, paint, paint. Um, I had one of our pals, uh, Gary, come around. He's from the um, LMS. Aussie uh, Lawn Stars. Not, oh, nah, nah, <laughs> different, different guys. Okay. Um, from um, Australian Lawn Fanatics. I've met him through a group that I'm in, and um, yeah, he fucking taught me how to cut in properly and how to. Do a few things with, with the painting side of because I've never painted before. Never in my life did I think I'd be fucking painting my own walls. So Le- legally, right? Yeah, legally. Um so yeah, fucking away I go, sanding and painting, making a fucking mess everywhere and uh it's turned out really well. We finally picked a wall colour. We've had nine different colours up on the wall for like a week and a half, two weeks, just looking at them every day, just like and guess whose fucking colour came up, Trump's. This fat fuck's right here. Yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah, yeah. Well, unfortunately, when it comes to colours on the household, Benny Hoover has no say. It's all about the sphincter cat. Yeah, fair enough. So, But she's got good taste, so... Mm. um, Especially when I drink pineapple juice. (laughs) Shit, son. See, we're just in a rowdy mood today. (laughs) Fucking... Yeah, fuck I'm half dead. (laughs) Um... So, well, anyway. What I mean, fun adventures have you been on, Ben? Well, as people know, I have also had the brush bug. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't critique my stuff too much. <laughs> um, I always start off really structured and disciplined. And you just get to a point, like, I don't know if anyone else has experienced this, but, like, man, I just had a tray and a roller. Yeah. Right? I'm rolling away. And... I just like put the roller like just at some point, maybe an hour into it and I'm rolling and all of a sudden I'm getting bukkakied <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is going? And literally paint flicks are just going everywhere. <laughs> and like this particular roller, the, the paint would like clag up in the corner. Yeah. And then it gets a little bit hard <laughs> And then oh, it yeah. fouls out on the roller. Oh. So it acts like a little, <laughs> little bukkake spray. little tongue. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, um, but I don't know how this happened, Beach. But like, obviously, so I ended up with like paint all over me, right? Mm. And I fucking went to jump in the shower and dacked myself. And um, I mean, I don't typically look at myself when I duck myself. Yeah. But somehow I must have spotted it. I had paint on my scrotum. Oh, really? How does that happen? Jeez. I'm so what colour? White. Oh, trying to make those white balls whiter. <laughs> so I've, um, I've yelled out to Vic and I'm, I'm just, I said, look, come here. Did you get the paint and, scraper? <laughs> the tongue. The sander. 
<laughs> yeah, Did you get the cat? I've yelled out to Vic. The and I'm, like, the I'm like, hey, you only you can only know that one way. <laughs> um, and I'm like, how? And she's like, I don't know how. Fuck. And I can only imagine that I've had an itch at some point. Oh. Um, and you've gone fucking inside the pants. Yeah. Wow. I can up, only, the, I don't, up the leg. I don't know. I don't know how else. <laughs> Were but you free balling? You know what's something else, right? Um, people will see on my Instagram, I went out and hit some horse paddocks mm. and I took the V ride. And cause like, I don't you typically use the V ride much these days. I was like, oh, you know, old memories. Yeah. And I got fucking paint all over the, the V ride and it's nowhere near where I was painting. I've got white paint all over the pad. <laughs> so there's my little stories. I, um, I, I didn't have any paint on my scrotum, but I did, um, <laughs> I, I did, did have get, it in my foreskin. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did, I had a designated paint shirt and I was like, ah, kids, look at me. And I fucking put like a dot of paint on each nipple and a nose and a big smile. And then I fucking had to go to Bunnings and I forgot to take that shirt off. Oh, so I had this oh. fucking titty fucking smile face shirt, home brand fucking thing on. And uh, yeah, they didn't tell me till I got back in the car. Yeah, no, I um, I know all about that. Designated yeah. paint clothes. Anyway, um, the painting looks a treat that I did. I, I still have some more to do. Yeah, it looks good. Um, and the I I ended up hooking in with Shory's dingo and finishing off all my fill. Mm. Seventy cube in total. Oh shit! Which was fine. To be honest, I punched it out so quick. Like yeah. that actually leads me to. Really thinking about product ideas. I know Skag has the Jackal coming out. Yeah, there's some um, new info that just popped up last not, night, actually. Not really sure if that one – is it coming here, the Jackal? I'd say they would bring it yeah, in. Okay. Yeah, okay. Down the track. Because Gravely has uh, – I think they call it the Axis, but I don't think it's here. Yeah, okay. Um, And, like, I did a post, you know, asking landscapers how they feel. Mm. Um, and, obviously, I couldn't include the Jackal because it was – you know, two weeks ago when I did yeah, it, I was well, still inside of shit, right? <laughs> um, and it's amazing to me, like, the skepticism. People are like, you know, but the Gravely, for example, is a rebranded top, top current brand. Has yeah, been for, okay. like, 40 years. Yeah, nice. Um, so it was fine. I just let it slide. Like, yeah. you know, I just let everyone else deal with it. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if I told anyone on air but um i got a message from the um from the brand ambassador for skag from the u.s and um he sent me a message asked where i did that big post i did it on mm. lmca and i did it on my instagram and he's like you did air it here oh did i oh no and we did the podcast yeah yeah anyway he sends me a message saying uh hey there <laughs> Just letting you know, I don't think those photos were supposed to be released. <laughs> I was like, well, that's why I fucking double, triple check everything in writing. So, um, turns out everything's all good. They've, it's started, all now, they've anyway. started releasing it yeah. anyway, but, uh, exciting you stuff, fucking though. heard it here first. Um, I, over in the U S they have, there's a couple of different brands. One of the brands, notable brands is mega attachments mm. and they've got this bully bucket stand-ons and you know like the whole time i had the v-ride sitting in the shed and you know sure it was kind of fucking me around a little bit yeah um with the dingo i just can't help but think how great it would be for our industry um and i reached out to mega attachments and they're more than willing to do business 
They they only have it for the grandstand. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. Um, and so, um, but I mean, hey, let us know your feedback. Like, I just think. So they have like you know mulch mate mulch cart and stuff yeah, like, yeah, like all yeah. of those things are well and good but you have to still shovel that mm-hmm. shit yeah and then really you sort of you know you have to tip it yeah whereas if you just it's not a four in one bucket it's just a, just a two in one bucket yeah man if you can and it holds seventy kilos really so couldn't even fucking lift me no but you know what I mean like you can still pick up gravel <laughs> yeah, and stuff yeah, with it yeah. Um, but the fact that it only goes on one mower is, yeah, you know, it's, it's, a bit it's of a, yeah, over for me. But yeah. um, what about the little one that's the uh, bucket attachment that I've seen rolling around on a Ryobi? Yeah, so that's another dude who yeah. is he's trying to find manufacturing, like he's trying to find. Yeah, I've he's, seen been around, he's been around for years. I've, I saw it a few years ago, and then it just started popping up again. Maybe he's got a backer or something, and he's starting to. Do oh, I some think production. it's probably more a result of the GIE. Oh, okay. Um, Cause he, you know, he goes there and, and he's a great guy too. Like he, I followed him he follows me and yeah, I give him props on that product. It's, it's cool, man. I've seen it fucking loaded up with stones. Like yeah, it's, yeah. it's literally, it's a legit product. It, the only thing that worries me is fucking the weight for someone like you, for me, I've got that kind of anchored, but um, <laughs> for you, you might do a fucking front flip. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, obviously a dingo or a kanga is is a different center of weight compared to a stand on. Yeah. Um, but you know, there, there is ways to counter it. And, and the center of weight is so central that I really think that you'd be okay anyway. Yeah. Um, so I could have fucking used one. The Cause last the wheelbase, you know, like you got your front casters yeah. and you got your, your rear, that's, you know, like it's going to take a lot to lift the ass yeah, of a stander. True. And you're really low to the ground anyway. It's not like you're going to go too far. Um, so you- anyway, I just thought that was really cool and something that, you know, I don't think it's going to be a household yeah. idea or, or, you know, whatever. But, but it's a bit of a niche. How cool, a, a good- how cool would that be for guys that are doing big mulch jobs or soil jobs? Hey. Fuck yeah. me. So that that's part of the reason why we um we were cooked last week. I, I had a bunch of shit on. Benny had a bunch of shit on as well. Um, we Tell did. the real story. Oh, I took Friday. I took Friday off to go to the island. Yeah, and then you didn't go to the island. You went to Cool and Gather, didn't you? I actually went to Calandra. Calandra, yeah. one of the fucking um, seas. Yeah, bloody me, mate was giving me a free surfboard. Here. No way. Everyone, everyone online. Ugh. Oh, just cooking this. Oh, g'day. There's fucking sand just rolling off that. Yeah, but I don't have a main a main land board. Oh. I've only got an island board. Oh, okay. So it just stays over there in the van. Yeah, otherwise, you know, you're carrying a kid, you're fucking carrying a surfboard. Yeah, fair enough. Um, um, yeah, so I, I did a, well, my biggest landscaping job. That I've ever done. So that was pretty cool. 40 cubes of mulch, 40 cubes of soil and fucking like 150 plants. And then at one of my other villages, I did another 145 plants. It's been fucking on like Donkey Kong. Do you, and, want, to, do you want to swing your penis around and tell everyone how much profit you made? No, we keep, okay. no we'll keep All that right. under wraps. But I, um, I had fucking Uncle Leroy came in. Yep. And uh, swung his fucking hammer around. Boy, oh boy. Nah, he's fucking awesome. I love he's tied up now. He's got a missus, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Lucky duck. 
Sorry, girls. Yeah, sorry. But no, he's he's fucking awesome to work with, and and I've I've hopefully um, I plan to work with him some more. I'll try and take on a little bit extra here and there, and get him on a few days a week. So that's uh, cool, man. Um, but no, nah, fucking the best investment I made was getting a bobcat driver in, um, and fortunately I got a fucking cracker of an operator, um, and we were able to shave like a whole day off the job. Um, and then the other thing I got was a fucking power planter <laughs> and that for the second village just with the planting. Oh, so, so good. Is that, is that just for tube stock? Or yeah. Like, yeah. Basically okay. just for tube stock. You can probably put, put it on something bigger, but I just had my you get old, bigger fuckers. Eh? Yeah. You can, you can get pretty decent sized ones. Um, I think it all depends on your soil, but I was basically digging into concrete. Yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, I fucking punched in like 140-something plants in maybe 12 hours, mm. maybe all up, and and watered them and fucking... Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Rusty helped me with that, but fuck, man, it was just my hands. I could I could barely wrap them around my penis. It's <laughs> They're so sore. I fucking and then I, I was coming home and because I had the bug, you, you I was like using painting like the, the thumb and pointer grip. Were you? No, <laughs> that's all I had left. I couldn't barely bring them together. Oh, but um, no, nah, I fucking I've cut myself on because I had, the people were living at our place before us. They they fucking cut into the architrave around the windows to put these fucking thirty dollar blinds up. Mm. I don't know why. And then I had to come in, take all the architrave. I've never done it before in my life. Fucking did a superb job. Did you have to take the arcs off? Took all the architrave off, cut it all, and fucking put it all back up. Yeah. I'm just doing things that I never thought I could. Yeah. Which is nice. That makes is, that makes is me nice. feel like a... Like a, like cool, a man. Like a, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, di- I didn't need to justify myself by like, you know, puffing my chest out. <laughs> but uh, no, it, it was good. It's a good feeling achieving something. Well done. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, Round of applause. Yay. But just quickly before we end the episode, okay. I laid 250 squares of turf right. Now, I used to do this for a living. Yeah. And fuck me. After 100 squares, I had to get the, sh- <laughs> I had to get the sphincter cat to tag in. And we did <laughs> You've it had together. to do that before. I remember with that fucking sapphire gold shit that you had at the old place. Well, she actually laid all of that, but I was actually proper injured then. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You just bought a fuckload of turf and you were... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> But anyways, I was at me Cairo and he tells me back in 1986, which is when I was born, right? His mate won the contract to turf the entire Brisbane airport. Christ. And he said like him and like 20 dudes just turfed for like a week. Like this is, I I don't know how much turf, like he just reckons semi-trailers were rocking up with pallets. And he reckons that um, the guys that won the contract, they would rock up in their, you know, four-wheel drives and they'd measure the, the under turf. And it had to be two inches back then. Yeah. Like, that's what the job, you know. And the whole first day was too low and they made them roll it all up and do it again. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> and he's telling me and I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk about my 250 squares anymore. Oh, fuck that. Um, That's so, horrible. Yeah. Anyway, Oregon. Yeah, let's jump into the episode, man. Um, because we do have a little bit to unpack today. Yeah. Um, we are going to be talking about 10 ways to help your business succeed. Now, 
we're sort of trying to be a little careful here. We don't really want to dictate to anyone out there that like you have to do these fucking things yeah. to, to be successful. These are just things that have worked for us in our situation. And But I still do truly believe that if you uh, look at this list and you apply these things, it's going to give you a better chance. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean that, you know, if you disagree with something that you don't have a successful business. Um, I agree. But, you know, I think sometimes, yeah, and we've glossed over a lot of these topics. Yeah. Right, like, oh, we, I think basically we've mentioned everything, but it's all, we'll go a little bit deeper into some of them. I can tell looking at my notes, I can tell that my I've got fucking crooked fingers from painting because my fucking handwriting has just got some sort of man-made virus. It's fucked. <laughs> it's got beaches and eh? Yeah, it's got beaches and fingers all um, over it. So, I don't know, man. Do you want to set it off? Do you want to... Yeah, look, uh, one of the first things that... Um... Actually, before we do that, I probably want to say what I was you know, started to say before, we've obviously glossed over these things. Yeah. And I just think from time to time, like a lot of these things um, are very simple and you probably think Ben and BJ, we know this, <laughs> but I think sometimes just when you're in the rough of everything or if you're brainstorming or if you, you are thinking of ways to improve or get bigger or, or even just get it more efficient, you know, a lot of the times I think we take these key points for granted and you don't look deeper into the the surrounding around yeah. it yeah you know so i'm just gonna pull one off the top of my head i'm freestyling here um we have here a a topic um to be equipped right mm. it's nothing better than being equipped that's it and i think some people look at that and and it's just an afterthought but truly being equipped might be like you know, obviously we know the basics, lawnmower, yep. whip snipper, blower, hedger, at the very basic, And right? your consumables. But, you know, to truly be equipped, like secateurs, you know, little pruning saws, mm-hmm. you know, I a dustpan and brush. Oh, fuck yeah. You know, just like one of those bins. The, bl- um, the black bin from Bunnings? It's yeah. Like you 12 know, bucks or something? Like, you know. I've got I, fucking nine of them. Yeah. <laughs> No, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'd be, look, there was a point um, at my last house where like we we had a bin on every rig. Yep. And then I had a bin in my front yard, in the corner. I had one in my backyard. You know, like just, yeah. and they were all ways to make just gardening at home mm-hmm. easier. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, I think some of these topics even though they're, they're so simple, there's just a lot of other yeah. things attached to them. Yeah. I think I didn't even have be equipped down here, so that's a new one anyway. Yeah, well, it goes to show you how fucking useless <laughs> we are. Well, I got like fucking 38 other points, but um, no, be equipped, like that's probably the first thing you would fucking tick off the box. Like if you're going to enter into the industry, I think being equipped and knowing what you need um, or, you know, this is one of my points on here. It's 2023. You can fucking find out pretty much anything that you need to know about starting your business before you start your business. Like, don't be afraid to fucking Google. Like, no one's checking your Google history unless you're some weirdo. Um, so definitely um, use use the interwebs to your uh, 
to your advantage. Use all the groups, everything like that. If you're if you're starting out, uh, listen to podcasts. Fucking, you know, maybe don't listen to American podcasts because they're very different to Australian. Um, I just feel like, and I also want to emphasize that we're not trying to make people be over-equipped. Yeah. You know, like I think when I'm talking about being equipped, I'm talking about just being able to do your everyday tasks. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm not saying like, you know, if you have a whippersnipper, you've got to have a whippergripper or anything like that. It's it's more, this is is much more a basic talk of your basic fundamentals – to give your chance the be- uh, to give your business the best chance yeah. to be successful. Now I'm not going to lie. When I first started my business, and I've never mentioned this to anyone before, one of the biggest fuck ups of of uh, of my business when I first started, the very first day I went out. Oh, actually, no, it would have been the second day because I didn't have that many lawns. So I went out and I had to reload my spool. I didn't have a fucking thing to cut the lawn with. I didn't have seckies. I didn't have you know how I cut it on the fucking edge of a gutter and I just was like, and I fucking sawed through it. And that's how I cut my line on the, at the next fucking 10 minutes of my life after that job was boy, at boy. Bunnings. Aren't we blessed in the industry? <laughs> a spill rack with a cutter. Oh, oh mate. Gosh. Yeah, no, 100%. Like that was, that was, you know, a learning curve. I was like, fuck, I need, I need something sharp. And I was trying to cut it with my keys, everything, just trying to fucking, I was like, ah, oh, yeah. mental. It's, um, did you ever, that's pretty uh, bad. Look I, think I, look, I think I might have been in a situation like that before. And I think, I think I had a pair of pliers, but they didn't have a cutter on them. Oh. And I just, yeah, I, I, I do, I, actually, I think I might have seen one of my workers once using <laughs> a shovel. <laughs> so but, don't ask me why yeah. we wouldn't have had any seckies with us. No, okay. I don't understand why because, like, I still have secateurs from Greenscape Solutions, and I know that one pair of secateurs is over ten years old. Yeah, and and they were cheap. I don't know what brand they are. Yeah, they weren't expensive, um, and they were from like a local hardware store that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, so um, they're probably good quality. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got a pair of those Felcos as well. Oh, do you? And I. I literally don't use them. Yeah. The um, most money I spent was on Fiskars and yeah. they just fucking sit in my truck and if I need to give anything a quick chop. So off the bat, this is probably a, like nothing on here is very controversial, but I do think that this one's a little bit mm-hmm. controversial and it's something that I've been seeing lately. And um, look, I, I really think on-site quoting gives you – I think an edge or at least it, it doesn't allow you to make mistakes. Yeah. hundred percent. And and what I mean by that, like at the moment I'm seeing a lot of stuff. It's probably been trending for say the last two years Yeah, where people are using either photos or Google maps mm-hmm. and all of these different web avenues yeah. to do quotes. And I think it's cool to be able to use a square meterage or to have, you know, some of these ways to quote. Yeah. But I just, I just think people are, are really doing themselves in because let's face it, you can have 400 square meters of turf 
And you can be like, okay, I know exactly how long that's going to take yeah. me to mow. Let's do a quote. Um, and that's all well and good if it's like a straight square, yeah. you know, and you could get there and this thing could be not what you thought. No. You know, you could have trees and garden edges, you know, in the way you could have a tree stump poking out of nowhere. Yeah. I really believe that on-site quoting, I know it takes up time mm-hmm. and people are going to say that that's a drawback yeah. and that that's going to make you less profitable. But if you're doing lots and lots and lots of quoting, yeah, I still believe on-site quoting um, gives you the best chance to get eyes on a job and and to quote the job for what it's really worth. Yeah, I totally agree. We um, so we we definitely look at jobs using Google Earth and things like that. I definitely jump on if I get you know get a lead on an acreage or even even a residential. And I just see if it's worth my time. And um, then I will organise to go out and quote in person because you never know what you're going to turn up to. I, I did when I first started, I'm not going to lie, I had a few occasions where I quoted from photos and every single time I got burnt. The customer is never going to tell you that their lawn is overgrown if they're after a quote because they'll hold you to that quote. They don't give a fuck. It's um, unfortunate, but, yeah, that's the mentality of people that are trying to get you to do shit. Like via photos, there's normally something a hidden agenda or something. How's Vicky on the fucking sticky tape right yeah. now? Hola, you keep talking, I'll, I'll close the door. <laughs> um, yeah, so look, um, on site quoting, I think, is still very important, and I think it should still be a major part of everybody's quoting process. It's not the same as tiling or concreting where you can give a true square meterage rate yeah. and really not not get shafted. That's it. Um, so, you know, I still think, you know, if people are doing mulch jobs or, you know, e- even mowing jobs to some extent, you can still have a square meterage rate that you use yeah. to give yourself an idea. But I just think we need to look at the variables, it's, especially if you're new in business, go and look at those jobs. Yeah. Mulching, mulching quotes and things like that, I definitely use um, on large-scale jobs. I'll use Google Earth or something like that just to get a, a rough measurement um, because yeah, it's, it it's kind of – yeah, it's, it is easier. I, like, just, I just don't think it should be the deciding factor. No, no, and I'd definitely go out and check it out anyway because if you're going to be investing in a job – because let's face it, when you when you do any sort of large scale work, like there's an investment. Like with with our job, it, we were lucky. We were we asked for fifty percent upfront, which covered all the materials. Yep. Um, but yeah, all the other shit. It's which like, I think is if you're doing a job that's over five thousand mm. dollars, I think you want to be doing that anyway. Yeah. Like I, I didn't always like we did a couple of sort of high-end, larger jobs. And anything within, say, $5,000 of materials, um, you know, depending on the client, I I would just, you know, kind of cover. But I think once you're getting beyond that, if something does go south, you at least want to cover your material costs. Yeah, I've done a couple that I've kicked myself and been like, fuck, I should have asked for a deposit. It just Uh, helps with cash flow as well. It does, yeah. You've got to pay your boys. That's exactly right. I remember... You know, uh, 
I paid two of the guys almost a thousand dollars each, and we had like three or four thousand dollars in materials. Um, you know, by the time you finish the job, and then you usually have a seven to fourteen day uh, window for them to pay the invoice, yeah. you can be out quite a bit. I yeah, mean, especially with uh, the larger villages and things like that. Yeah, a lot of businesses. Um, you know, that's their entire float. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So yeah. you know, and it's not. It's not about the risk is never not getting paid. That should be standard. Yeah. The risk is, you know, maybe a whippersnipper goes down mm-hmm. in the meantime, you know, and it's not like you can just draw that $700 from anywhere. That's right? exactly right. Um, yeah. So it's a big, um, big hit to the pocket if you're not prepared for it. So we, we kind of wandered away from the on-site quoting. No, there, no, but, look, um, it's all relative. It's, uh, you know, it's part of quoting, uh, asking it's for deposits. It's part of you're doing your due diligence. Yeah, I think that for people who are just starting out in the industry, if they get a, if they get a chance to do a big quote, um, it's something that is standard in our but invoices I mean, now, even, or man, quotes, I'm, I should say. I'm still even talking about the residential game. Yeah. You know, like oh, I mean, even if it's a basic $70 yard, like I think you'll want to know mm. if... Um, you know, the edges are a certain way yeah. or, you know, things like that. But yeah, the thing with the, so I got burnt on the, the fight, the quota, uh, the quotos. Maybe Quoto. we call them quotos. Oh, Yay. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Wah, 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 wah. Oh, damn. Uh, yeah. So the, the quotos, um, so I got fucked over on hedges more than anything. So, okay. you know, they'd say, oh, they're a little bit overgrown. Come and give us a quote or, you know, just quote off the photo. And obviously I was, Young, dumb, and um, fucking quoted straight off the photos, rocked up, and what I thought was going to be a two-hour job turned into like a five-hour job. So mm. blew my asshole out on that one. And yeah. I think that that was the last one that I was just like, nah, no more. <laughs> no more photo quotes. No more quotos. Yeah, quotos. Mm. I like that. Um, yeah. Okay. The next point that we have um, is misspelt on my thing. Fucking everything's misspelled on mine. Um, is discipline. Oh, that's a good one. Now, I, um, it's so simple, right? And people are probably like, what are these dudes wanking on about? But, you know, when we talk discipline, I think just being organized and having yeah. a routine. Time management is like huge, I think. Like when you, especially when you're first starting off, and especially if you've just come out of like a nine to five or whatever, um, you don't want to lose that routine. Yeah, I think routine I think is really strong to keep you motivated. And and I know a large part part of our industry is aiming for lifestyle. Yeah. So there's probably going to be people who are like, I don't need to be fucking disciplined. Yeah, but, but I, mean, I still think even if you even if you have that that lifestyle business balance, I really still think. If you want to give you your chance, give yourself the best chance to succeed, you still need discipline. Yeah, like I still think it's great to have that routine where you're waking up at a certain time every day, and you're you know not running through the motions, but following that process. Yeah. Um, because if you sleep in every day, then sleeping in is not a treat anymore. It's fucking. It's just what time you sleep to in the morning. So if you, if you, you know, 
and each to their own. Like this is just how I work. When I, when I get to sleep in an extra hour, I'm like, fuck yeah, I got to sleep in. But if I'm getting up at the same time every morning, like uh, it, it wouldn't be a treat. Yeah. It just would be what time I wake up. <laughs> yeah, but and I think as well, like it's this is obviously being disciplined is not just waking up at a certain time. Yeah, no. I know. I went through a stage in my career where, um, and I was a solo operator at the time. <laughs> just watched that fucking, there's a staffy across the road and it just fucking dragged its asshole across uh, about 12 metres of grass. The poor lady, she hit one of her dogs during the week. Mm. Second one. Fuck. Yeah. Nice fucking, lady. I can but, see fucking two dogs from here. How many yeah. did she have? Um, like I think she had three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I had. Yeah, yeah, she minced him. Oh, it was a bad um, Yeah, she looked nice lady, but I mean... Yeah. If it happened... <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> what the? What were we talking about? Um, uh, I know, so I was going to say, I know there was a point in my work history where I just had this... I got into this really bad habit of just ditching my last job every oh. day. <laughs> Or like on a certain run, I'd yeah. be like, man, I just, I don't want to fucking do this last job. And mm-hmm. it'd be like one thirty in the Arvo and I'm like, eh, fuck it, I'll make it up on Friday or I'll make it up, yeah. you know, whenever. And even more extreme, when I was really, sorry, when I was a really young lad, um, I worked with a friend and we just got into this really bad habit of like ditching three or four jobs on a Friday <laughs> and making them up on a Saturday morning, oh, even when we'd been out on the piss. Fuck. And look, it's okay to go through stages of that in your life. Yeah. But I just know it created an avenue for us to cut corners. Yeah. And the communication levels drop. Your organization, you know, being organized, all of that drops. What was your excuse to the customers like every Friday, every um, second Friday? Like a lot of, I, I recall a lot of it being in the body corporate space. Okay. So, so you, really you know, it'd like, just be a unit block yep. that had to be done by the end of the week. They're probably your good money jobs too. Um, just like, it. I think we had a whole, it was a whole body corporate. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, for the sake of working an extra two hours, means that's a Saturday morning, four or five hour round trip. Yeah. Right. Cause you're already out there. Yeah. Um, and I remember I was working with Tyson at one point. Um, and for whatever reason I was with Steve-O, that's who I worked with, yep. with Tyson. And man, I just was like falling asleep. I was just all, you know, one day at work and I was like, Steve, I'm just going to bail on this last job. Like, I don't want, and I fully conned Steve into it. Yeah. And when we got back, Tyson said, how'd you go with your list? And, you know, we gave him the news and man, he got in his car and he went and did that job. Oh, really? Yeah. Like drove from Wynnum out to the city, hit the job. Didn't say nothing to us. And I just remember looking at, at that scenario and being like, whoa. Yeah. Like, like my laziness and everything like that has just, you know. And, has just fucked his up. And it really just brought to light, you know, like 
um, or, like it didn't affect me in any other way. Like I didn't have yeah. to make up the time. I didn't have to do anything. It was just straight up a loss yeah. for Tyson. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that's sort of when a, a switch went off. And it like was a like, guilt, like if you're, yeah, yeah, yeah obviously. But guilty. I think if you, you know, you know I'm, I don't think people need to set the bar too high. Yeah. Um, but it, it's good. I don't think you should, we should just be constantly deferring. No. I'll do it another day. Yeah, I'll do yeah. it another day. Yeah. You know, um, not sure how everyone feels about that. No, look, I, I totally agree. I feel like I've let myself down a million times with doing the whole fucking, you know, especially when I first started and like it was nice because I did have a little bit of a, a bit of capital in the bank when I first started and, and my wife and I, I'd been on night shift for fucking 11 years doing, you know, 10 to 12 hours a night and then I just had a little bit of freedom and it was nice to sort of get back in touch with my wife and be able to hang out with my kids properly and things like that because they were they were young and I missed out on so much like I'd I'd be getting home when they were getting ready to go to kindy or to school so um like I use that as an excuse though like I was like oh you know I really want to hang out with you guys today so I'll just fucking <laughs> I'll just let those couple of jobs slide onto the weekend and then, you know, I'd get to the weekend and be like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, <laughs> I don't want to fucking do this shit today. Like, what the fuck didn't I do this on the day that it's actually meant to be done? Yeah. I, I, yeah. And, you know, I, that was, you know, a learning curve. But And, and sidebar topic, um, you know, when, you, when we think about momentum – like it's easy to to get momentum, mm-hmm. but the hard thing is maintaining momentum. Oh fuck yeah! And yeah. I think it's probably maybe I'm applying this more to a catch pro situation. No, it's it's not just a mental thing. It's a it's a physical thing as well with momentum. Yeah. I think if you fucking like like it's easy to it's easy to first get on a roll and be yeah. like, fuck yeah, I picked up this job. Yeah, you know, I'm on a real roll. But it's it. I I think it's it's more difficult to maintain that momentum. Yeah. and to keep on that role and keep not, it spicy. Yeah. So no, I totally agree. Um, but yeah, time management has always been a bit of an issue. It's a little bit better now for me. I'm a little bit more, uh, disciplined with my time management, but yeah, I, I totally agree with you and I've sort of learned from my mistakes because <laughs> you can't, you can't get bigger if like you're just trying to avoid work. Yeah. But, and when I, I mean, honestly, when I talk about discipline, it, it's as much something that you should be applying in your personal life. Yeah. You know, brushing your teeth before you go to bed. Yeah. Back in. And it, look, it kind of leads into one of my points, which is don't avoid work. Like, it sounds dumb, like, you know, that's literally all, all you're out there to do. But I know at times I've done what you've done and pushed that work. And it's, it's fucked me up. And I think the only way you can actually, especially as a solo, now it's a little bit different for me because I manage and I work. So I've got like a bit of work that I do physically. And then there's a lot of background work with, with people. But um, And it's yeah. important for people to not end up like me where like now, I, and I, I did this with Greenscape Solutions as well. I had this really bad habit of coming home. Look, so I do the same thing right now, right? I'm in this, I'm in this rut that I've created for myself and I, I can't go to bed unless I 
really follow this. Yeah. But I, you know, switch off at two or three o'clock in the afternoon, hang out with the kids, do all that stuff. All of that stuff's great, good, you know, have dinner. And then like, you know, instead of just watching TV with Vicky or something like that, man, I go back into my office for like two or three hours mm. until nine o'clock and I'm just working. Yeah. And I get like this second wind and it's, it's great in some ways because I can brainstorm and do things in a different way, um, you know, but. And normally your phone, you've probably, it's probably like a, um, a cause of like your environment because during the day, like I, I know being, being just here, couriers, yeah, couriers and, and phone so, calls and shit. So, so you probably different. have like a period of time at night where you're not getting fucking text and phone calls. I don't know, but <laughs> I mean, like, not that you course. don't feel like you have to respond to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but, but you know, I mean, even when I had Greenscape Solutions, you know, I would spend hours googling gardening contracts. Yeah, you know, ways that I could, um, you know, back then there was companies that were snatching up huge contracts that would mm-hmm. then offload them to smaller guys like me, like yeah. subbies. Um, and I was, I really, really, really became very consumed by like just working at that part of night. Yeah. And I think, I think it's bad. I think if you can keep it within this eight hour period, whatever makes you happy, but you know, like I think being dis like all of this falls under that category of being disciplined. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that too. I, um, but yeah, back to, to the work thing, I think like actually physically working is just you're not going to get out of that unless you've got like a massive team that you're fucking running behind the scenes but i know from personal experience and sometimes i just couldn't be fucked like summer like at the end of summer like you are just so hot so dusty so fucking beat that sometimes you're just like look i think in situations like that it's fine to take a back foot treat yourself it is i think if you're just you know, like for me, if I had work to do and I was like, I mean, I don't, I don't go fishing, right? But if I was like, I'm ditching work, I'm going fishing. Yeah. I just, yeah, you could do it once off and it might not affect your business. Yeah. But you're like, if you are doing things like that regularly, I just. Because you kind of form a pattern and a routine. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, good. And, it's you like, know, fuck it. Yeah. Um, anything that sort of. And I even went through a stage, pal, where this is another thing. Um, Remember when we used to play basketball? We used to fucking... Yeah, during work. Yeah, hey? yeah. But used I, used to to fucking... go, I used to go surfing. <laughs> so yeah. I would, I would um, like I'd have all of my mates were tradies when yeah. we were younger. And every now and again, they'd get an RDO mm-hmm. or um, maybe someone had a job down the Goldie. Yeah. Um, and we would wake up at Crackers like four o'clock in the morning drive an hour, go for a surf, usually drive two hours back because of traffic, <laughs> Yeah. get on the tools at like 11. And I just think, you know, I, I know it caused me a lot of drama Yeah. because, you know, everything is just different without a fresh start. Yep. Um, you're not organised, you're not in the same mental space. Yeah. Um, so being disciplined, I know we sort of really rammed on that topic. Next topic um, is confidence. Oh, yeah. Fuck but yeah. let's not confuse this with being a cocky bastard. Yeah. There's there's a, 
there's a few different ways that I've approached situations in my business. And I think being confident but not being like overconfident and cocky and fucking trying to make yourself out to be something that you're not is just not going to work. Because you get fucking caught out. You look like the dumbest piece of shit. Yeah. I think confidence is, you know, obviously it's, it's much more on the quoting side. Um, being confident is, is just really great for a person to have yeah. in all aspects of their life. Yeah, I think so too. Um, there's certainly areas where it's fine to be cautious. I don't think being cautious makes you not a confident person. No. Um, But being able to be confident in yourself, to charge the right price and to do that job, you know, well and get paid and collect the money, all of these things. Like I've I've sat at someone's front door before for 10 minutes talking to them, thinking like, why isn't this person reaching into their fucking pocket and paying me? (laughs) You know, and like they've even said goodbye. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, okay, no worries. We'll see you next time. It's like, motherfucker, give me my money. Yeah. And Are you going to fix me up? And I just know for someone like Rusty who is not confident, he might actually walk away from that situation. Yeah, and then be like, oh, I'll send text later. Yeah, you know. And and people, like some people will probably think about this and be like, well, that's a wild scenario. Like I've never, but it happens. Yeah, fucking over Um, You know, and other people who would be like, um, oh shit, do you have change for a hundred? It's like, no, motherfucker. Like, like, you needed to do that before. Yeah, I'm not a bank. You know, and, I, and you don't have to be an asshole. No. You know, like you don't, sometimes we confuse it, like standing up for yourself. And not being, only that, you don't have to feel like an asshole. You've done the job. So you can fucking, yeah. We, I was actually literally talking to Lou last night. She brought up, so we have. Very minimal residential customers. And my residentials are basically in my villages. Yep. So they're little fucking extras that we do here and there. Um, and they're like $30 fucking courtyard, just nothing. We'd probably take the snipper in there. But when they go, when they don't pay, like for some reason, um, we have no issue sending these fucking, you know, couple of thousand dollar invoices and... Uh, the fucking whatever it is, like when you when they go overdue and you send them yeah, an overdue sending notice. A notice yep. We don't feel bad doing that. But when it's like 25 bucks or 30 bucks or 50 bucks to a residential, I, like she still feels bad about it and I still feel bad about it. It's like, fuck, do you really like – because at the moment, let's be honest, like people are fucking struggling and you're like, fuck, do they have that money? Like I feel like an asshole, but then I shouldn't. Like, no, and, and, I, I think, and, like, and I think confidence plays a real part. Like you have to be able to, it's not just with money collection. Yeah. I it's, mean, it's I, with it, like approaching customers and I've got the same things. Air of confidence. I've got the same things with my own dealers. Yeah. They'll put in an order and we send them an invoice. Yep. And our terms are payment before we ship out from our yep. dealers. You know, and occasionally we'll have someone like, Hey man, where's this order? It's like a week old. It's like, bro, you, you have to pay the invoice. Yeah. And it, it always feels very awkward yeah. to say that because a lot of these dealers have 30, 60 day accounts. Yeah. Consignment stuff, everything like that. But we can't run like that. No. Um, and being confident 
um, yeah, to be honest, I actually feel more comfortable talking over the phone to them than writing an email saying you have to pay the invoice. Yeah. Because at least then I can actually explain the situation, which I shouldn't even, you know, some people would say maybe I'm not confident because I'm, you know, having to, to, to tiptoe around the situation. Yeah. But I just feel more comfortable being able to say, you know, like, like we need to we need to collect payment before we get a ship. Yeah, I'm 100 with you on the phone thing. I, I would rather speak to someone than write them an email and then have it just fucking hanging there over my head, just time ticking by until they write, decide to write back. At least if I call them and talk to them, it's like done on the spot, and I can yeah. Well, before we switch lanes, um, let's stay on this with communication. Yeah. Now. I don't actually see oh yeah, back end communication, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so there, it's there. So we're switching we're switching topics, um, but we're staying in the same field. Yep. So communication bees, now we've talked communication communication is the key. Huge. Um, and you said, you know, you like to get on the phone and stuff. Yep. Um even when someone sent me an email because uh, a lot of the time I'm driving from site to site. So if someone sends me an email, I don't always have a chance to right back to it and I don't want to rush my reply and I want to actually make sure that I get all the information correct before I agree or don't agree to something or whatever can get you in a lot of trouble. So I, I always just, if I see an email come up, I kind of read the fucking, the blab and then I just fucking hook in with a phone call. Yeah, and I think what that, that shows confidence as well. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there in everyday life that – feel much more comfortable either writing a text or an email because getting on the phone might be too daunting for them. Yeah. Um, well, look, I've got a point written down um, and it's just simply the word no because you shouldn't feel bad saying no to things and you shouldn't hold it like against yourself if someone says no to you. Like if you lose a quote or something like that, Sometimes it's just not meant to be. Like doors open and close all the time. So, well, I think the bigger issue is being able to say no. Yeah, and it's crazy. Like you know, we all talk about being our own bosses and you know this lifestyle thing. And I mean, geez, like I, I never said no in my whole career. Mm. It comes back to a confidence thing. Yeah, too. like these little old ladies that <laughs> the job's worth fuck all. Yeah, and you still say yes. Yeah. You know, I had a lady that lived in housing commission. Um, she was she must have been really poor. Like she used to walk so far to take her kid to school. Yeah. Um, and I mean, her courtyard was huge, and I used to do it for fuck all. Yeah. And I just did it and did it and like for years I did it. Yeah. And like I should have just ditched that job. I was never dipping into my own pockets, obviously. I got some fucking, I got some shit like that. We did one yesterday. So there's this lady, she's got like three or four kids in this, um, it's not, it's like a housing complex. And um, like I've heard her backstory from someone else. Like I don't know how much people are supposed to be talking to me, but for some reason a lot of people open up to me and a lady told me, oh, you know, she's she's hiding here from her husband. He was beating her and all this fucked up shit. Anyway, she she asked if we could spray our backyard and, like, it's just stones. 
and she's like, she's got the kids, she's by herself, she's fucking takes the bus everywhere. So she's obviously struggling. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, no worries. And we did it. And she's like, I have to go to work, but let me know how much it is. And we just, we just do it now. <laughs> we just do it for free because yeah. look, it takes five minutes out of my, you know, at once a, once a month, if that, like not even that. And I just feel like, I don't know, makes me feel a little bit better. Like, Well, look, I think if, if it makes you feel better, then I mean, you know, there's value then, there. then you don't need to say no, right? Yeah, but, yeah, there's value there. So. But I think with the whole saying no is, is more about things that you don't want to do. Yeah. You know, like where you actually are just like, man, I just don't, like, why, did, why have I said yes oh, to this? Yeah. Um, Especially when you quote from photos. <laughs> Quotos. <laughs> yeah, and it's, you I, know. I do what, know, like, from personal experience, when, when people ask you to quote from photos, they fucking pressure you a lot because they normally they want you to quote from that photo because it's from fucking six months ago. See, I mean, obviously I've been out of it for almost two years now. And the last, I'd say, four years of my career, I didn't do a lot of quoting because we had contracts and stuff. And we were virtually doing no residential. But yep. I'd never been asked a quote from a photo before. Really? Oh, yeah, no shit. Like, um, Especially when you jump on, like, because you, you didn't use uh, Facebook as, like, a marketing tool or anything like that. So Never, ever. When you're, when you're deep in these, these groups, uh, the word no becomes very, very important because there are a lot of people out there that are trying to fucking scam you. And, and, and what I think is tough, I know we're backtracking, but... If there's so many businesses out there that are willing to quote, mm. to quote-o. Yeah, to quote-o. Um, that's going to make it really tough on you following our rule of on-site quoting. Yeah. But I also do believe whilst there would be some gems in the quote-o world, I think honestly for peace of mind, being professional um, and just knowing exactly what you're getting into – as cool as Quoto sounds, because we've just like started, BJ yeah. started a new thing. Yeah. I'm I'm saying no to Quoto. Yeah, I don't like Quoto. Quoto's no good. It sounds No fucking, more Quoto. It, <laughs> <laughs> sounds it, like a fucking it Aztec. Sounds very, it Aztec sounds really cool though. Monster or something. Um, the Quoto got me. Back on the communication, we had like a subcategory and it's your back end. Yep. And, um, you know, it's kind of boring. So maybe we won't go too nuts on it. Yeah, that is when, you know, back-end work is is when it comes to, like, replying to emails and shit like that. See so, how it's even just boring to yeah, talk about? Yeah, it's like, no one wants to fucking do that shit. You know, but all your routines, um, yeah. obviously your emails um, and, you know, checking payments, mm-hmm. um, all of those things, it's it's one of the highest neglected things yeah. apart from the next topic which I'll bring up. Yeah. But it's it's one of the highest neglected things that that, that you people should just should not neglect. Yeah. When you get a little bit um, bigger too and you have staff, then it's like it's actually a really important part of your business, the back end, because we have um, you know, different different sites require different levels of uh Communication? Oh, and, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and things like that. Like I consider that back end too, like course, yeah. uh, get being qualified in different things, like that, all that fucking shit. And it all has to be neat and tidy because they can ask you for it whenever they want. 
And if you don't have it right, they'd be like, get the fuck off my side. That was like me when I was running that site. And, <laughs> um, you know, obviously the CM3 and, mm. um, you know, swims and everything, it was very new to us. Yeah. And, you know, because Rusty had worked construction sites his whole life, oh, he was onto yeah. it. And, yeah, the manager, the South African dude, day was like, do you have your paperwork? <laughs> and I just dumped this huge mass booklet. Like this, <laughs> it was this fucking romper folder. And yeah. he's like, he's like, this is not organized. And I'm <laughs> like, yeah, it's for you, mate. You know, and he's like, I, I can't, he was saying like, he's like, I can't look at any, I can't even critique you on this yeah. because I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. And, um, I mean, I, I took it for a big joke and, and I got away with it in that situation, but yeah. Yeah, it's not the right thing to do. Thank fuck I have Louise because I'd be cooked. Oh, don't get me wrong. I, I could be someone who, you know, like could easily – it's just we've been doing the job for so long. Yeah. Um, And and especially when we took over, we were taking over other people's mess. Yeah. I just had more important things to worry <laughs> exactly, about. Exactly, yeah. Like I got – I had been ticked off. I had all my paperwork there. It was yep. all signed. Um. He you just know, wanted it in fucking categorized form. Look, ultimately, that's the way I would have wanted it as well. Yeah. It's just that, um, you know, like I just, you know, we just had shit to do. Yeah. So, um, yeah. and to to jump off back end, uh, very similar topic. Uh, if you're gonna, you know, do this business long term, you probably want to research a, a good invoicing slash, you know, quoting program or app because there's nothing worse than changing down the track um which we have done and we're probably going to do again as we move towards the whole company thing uh we're probably just going to change over to zero because that's what most people use we already use the one touch payroll system from zero so it's not an unfamiliar sort of thing for us but yeah we we started with invoice to go um that came from your recommendation and then the fucking price went through the roof. And that was when we first started. And, uh, yeah, we ended up with Rounded, <coughs> which was branded invoice to go, but half the price. And it was true. And we still have it now. It's actually not a bad program. So it served us well. It's got everything we need and it's it's pretty reasonably priced. Yeah. Now, before we get on to the next topic, I um, want to take a break and talk about our pal moment. Oh, fuck Yeah. Uh, Willie. Mm. So, um, he's got 50 whipper grippers. Oh, how many you got? Uh, I got, <coughs> I probably have one. <laughs> well, Vicky probably's just packed it. Yeah, bye-bye. Um, I had a hundred, but I don't now. Okay. So, um, if anyone's looking for a whipper gripper online, uh, go to Mole Merch. Nice. There's lots of cool things happening over there. Oh, um, check out the new Skag shirt. Yeah, saw that. Yeah, and then on uh, there's a new Miyoto. Um, Looks like a Sasquatch. I'm kind of jealous. I, I kind of want a Sasquatch shirt. They they needed, you know what they needed to do? Once Obviously, more. the backstory is it got ripped off his, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they needed to make a shirt that looked like it was being ripped. <laughs> Maybe they should just make one with like Velcro so you can just put it back together <laughs> when you need it. Um, so, no, that's really cool. That uh, they did a shirt for Meow Town. Meow Town. Um, maybe next I'll make a skirt for Nanky. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, anyway, we're getting on to the next topic, bro. 
Bro. And it's the next most neglected point of business. Tell me. Servicing. <gasps> Fucking oaf, bros. Yeah, man. Hit a voice. Oh. Uh. There you go. Do I have a voice too? I think you do. Oh, awesome. Oh, I don't know. It could just be me. Oh, fuck yeah. Can you talk about your whippersnapper shaft in that voice? I've got the thickest <laughs> shaft in town. It's not bad. It's always straight for you. I'll come and trim your edges. Oh, oh boy. Um, I'll cut them so deep. <laughs> Yucky. Um, okay, so servicing. That's the hottest I've ever seen in my life. That is yeah. that is something else. Yeah, sorry about um, that. that. That's fucking confidence right Every, there. Everyone's rolling around with bonus now. <laughs> um, so look, servicing, obviously we've done a whole episode on servicing before. Yeah. And, you know, we don't need to get right into it, but I do think... Um, especially if you're old school and you're still running two-stroke equipment. No, get <laughs> fucked, mate. I fucking oh. love me two-stroke. No, I, I dig the battery stuff too, but, you know, obviously I've got a lot of people out there and I've got myself a bunch of stuff for acreage, so I basically just have two-stroke and then I've got a battery hedger, so I still have a plenty of maintenance, uh, zero turns, plenty of maintenance, pushies, maintenance, servicing, blah, blah, blah. Um I've I've gotten better. Um, I buy all my oils and shit in bulk now, so I'm never fucking scrounging because I like to use genuine Kawasaki oil. So normally I'm fucking, you know, scrambling through every mower shop in southeast Queensland to find fucking Kawasaki oil. But I think the GA... It's probably exactly the same, but it doesn't I think it, it is because have... they're, they're the... I know. Um, I they're know. the distributor I for Kawasaki. Know. Yeah, so... And they, I think... I think all dealers give it the thumbs up. Yeah. Well, maybe we should have a fucking... Uh, nah, fuck that. Uh, what? Oh, I don't know. Were you going to say like an episode about oil? Fuck no. I was going to get someone I in from talk fucking about... GA to talk about their oh. products. I can talk about baby oil, but... Oh, fuck yeah. No. <laughs> uh, hey, everyone. We're, we are going to do an episode with Paul Sheehan and probably Ben Gripsky. Yeah. We're going to do a round table. Um, and obviously they... Own GA. Yep. Well, I mean, <sighs> Ben's family owns it. Paul runs it. Yeah. I hope Paul um, brings some sausages. He cooks a fucking good banger. Yeah. What was it? Fucking. Oh, I don't know. Like, some fucking f- foot long American. Yeah. One was called like a Western. Oh, Western I don't know. Something. It's the first sausage I haven't been able to fit down my throat. <laughs> just like a big, just like a big chow day. <laughs> it's like trying um, to suck off this microphone. All right. It was good um, servicing. Yes. So. Um, now, did you have a routine? Does this go back to routine or discipline? Or I think it kind of does. Look, for me, look. You're a bit but, OCD about it, weren't you? Look, before I had kids, absolutely not. And it, it was an awful time in my career because I, could, I would get to a job, none of the machines were running right, I'd had to fill up the spools, you know, I'm fucking didn't have oil on board but you know once i had children we all know life gets a little different it does um and you know i was lucky enough to be able to get myself in a routine where like from when my kids could walk you know like uh, you know i was in a situation where i was probably at home looking after them anyway hey why not just you know 
roll around in your nappy and bloody I would get them to clean little like clean the air filters and you know so that's when I started becoming really disciplined and getting in a routine and usually I actually like to do this on a Friday Arvo yeah but sometimes it became like a Saturday thing um and honestly my business just never ran smoother. Yeah. Like it was so good. Like I even got to a point where I was physically cleaning, like, you know, like a Honda. I don't know how the Hondas are really set up these days. Like it's just, but I had a one night, I had a several one nine sixes. Yeah. And the grass would always just build up in the chassis. Yeah. Right where the motor was. Yeah. And like you would blow it off um, occasionally when mm-hmm. you see some build up. But man, I got into a proper thing where I, like I had like this brush that I actually trimmed, like it was a full jig. Really? Yeah, it's pretty pretty intense. Like right? a rustified. Yeah, yeah. So, well, this was just before Rusty's time. Right? Oh, okay. So, anyway, um, and I could just get it right on the top of the chassis and just clean everything. Yeah. You know, make sure. Remember the little governor spring? Mm-hmm. And like grass clippings would get caught up in it yeah and if it if that thing is just like rim rocking the yeah, wrong way case. it could either slow or, or <laughs> yeah. really really up your yeah. ribs yeah um but look i really really got myself into a cute route where i vacuum my car as well Ooh. after every week um Do you, did you ever so this is this is me i don't vacuum <laughs> my car i blow the fucking thing out um Look, you would think now that I'm not a mower man that I wouldn't face these issues. You've fucking hay and shit all over your car. Like yeah. Fucking because horse boy. Because of the horse riding. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, my car is disgusting. Um, and, you know, like I, when I had the Hilux, when I was still on the tools, I was the same way. Like yeah. I just, look, I'd, it'd never be immaculate, but yeah. I'd just give it a once over every week. Um, and it's just not like that at the moment. Yeah. But I I do want people to know that this specific, specific thing that we're saying with the servicing, I do believe that it's actually going to give your, your business the best chance to succeed. Yeah. And I'm not talking about vacuuming your fucking backseat, but I am talking about making sure, you know, your spark plugs are good. You know, making sure that um, the air filters are clean all mm-hmm. the time, um, and and now more so than ever because we're we're really in this dusty period, and I learned at some point how bad dust is for everything for the cylinders. Oh, it's oh, fucked for everything. You know, starters, it, everything. It man. just strips the fuck out of everything. Yeah. So um, now, well, I'll I'll do a little offshoot off of servicing and one of the. Key factors for me when I first started, I was very lucky. Like I said, I had a little bit of capital there and I bought pretty much everything in the commercial realm. Like I bought like a commercial mower, snipper, multi-tool blower and they lasted me. This was the the 260 and 230 realm. So they fucking lasted me five, five years and then I had to turn them over. Um, as we all know, it's not the same as it used to be, which is unfortunate, but just a factor of life. But where you can buy commercial or the best that you can afford, I think that's, you know, when, you, when you're buying tools and shit like that, like I'm only just upgrading my hand tools like to Milwaukee and stuff and, and there is a huge difference. Now, I'm not saying like 
you know, I'm fucking nearly 10 years into business. So I'm only just buying myself some decent hand tools. I'm not saying you have to go out and spend, you know, $40,000 straight off the bat and get fucking commercial zero turn and all commercial tools, but just get the best you can with your budget, I think is where, where I'm sort of pointing at. Yeah, look, it's always been the case. And it reduces servicing and things like that. Like it if does. you're fucking, you know, if you're using like a, uh, say, a commercial mower, then you've got ease of access to the air filters and shit like that and, you know, they take a little bit longer before you have to service the oil. Like instead of 30 hours, it's 50 hours. Yeah, I mean, all of that consumable stuff, like yeah. it, all, it all adds to your bottom line. Yeah. Um, They're the sort of things that people don't work out when, they, when they're looking at machines too. Like over time, you know, having to change your oil 20 hours earlier every service. It's the same thing with just using shit oil. Yeah, yeah. As compared to... I mean, how to, much does oil cost really? What, what Was it Paul Sheen that said, you know, fucking oil's cheap, engines cost no, a fortune? No, so that was Jack. Oh, okay. His yeah. Um, okay. So he's like the um, I don't know if he's head of he's fucking something over at PLP. Yeah. Um, he nearly vomited on me when I when I had my my whipper snipper in there and he fucking opened up the head and there was no grease in it. He's like, when oh, the fuck? Yeah. When the fuck did you grease this last? I'm like, you grease the whipper snipper head. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I always did that, by yeah. the way. I just want to say. I did it. Fuck off, you did. Did you really? Are you kidding me? There's, there's no fucking, fucking grease nipple on it. It's just a fucking bolt there. I yeah. always wondered what the bolt was for. Well, stills have a bolt because they make you fucking buy their fucking asshole grease. <laughs> that's only compatible with it. But, um, <laughs> asshole grease. Yeah, like because you take the nut out yeah. and it's a little thread and you have to thread their little friendship one in to oh, squeeze okay. it. Yeah. And um, look, so, look, a lot of these all line up together like when i'm a cereal over greaser by the way you are you yeah. fucking blew out so many hedger seals it's not funny yeah don't yeah yeah they're just they're never the same after you <laughs> but after no you pop the cherry like uh, like buying commercial the best you can afford to your budget all that sort of stuff with that do you research like you really have to research what your i don't know what your goals in business are what you prefer doing like it's hard because it's not like you can go out and fucking, you know, well, you can these days, you can go and hire a zero turn and give things a crack. And if that's where you want to go or a cylinder mower or whatever, fucking wherever you want to sort of see your business. And I guess that kind of leads into the whole plan ahead and like try and visualize where your business wants, you know, where you want it to go and see your happy place and see where, you know, you want to see your life travel with, because it's your business. Like if you're investing in this business, you want it to fucking, suit what you want um and sort of that's can I've, I, I've lost sight of that a little bit lately because you know it's busy and it's booming and i'm running off that motivation because i know it's not always going to be like that especially if we have a drought um but yeah what can i can i do a sidebar subcategory Fuck yeah. um and that's setting goals mm. um we've talked about this before on the podcast but I mean, setting goals, look, whether you want to grow your business into something like, you know, sky's the limit, or if you are looking to make it a lifestyle business, yeah. setting goals is going to be a part of that. Yeah. doesn't matter which way you want to go. Yeah. Um, so if you only want to work three days a week, but earn, you know, a full income, yeah, you're going to need to set goals. And, um, you know, sometimes like I always like, 
setting achievable goals. Yeah. So that you could see some progress um, before you've, you know, hit that big mecca. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we won't go too far into it, but I think setting goals is just like a, a cool little point that we didn't actually have on here. No, no. I think if you, if you haven't got an idea of where you've been, you can't really respect where you are. Like if you've, if you've got no goals, then what are you aiming for? Like just a weekly paycheck sort of thing. You may as well just work for someone else. Yeah, could be. Really? Um, it's, I mean, <laughs> it's it's hard. But uh, so the next, um, the next point I have here was the last point, but I'm going to do it now while I've got everyone engaged, <laughs> and that's pride. Mm. Because you know what, I'm not seeing a lot of pride in the business right now. Not really. Not socially. I just seem to be seeing. A lot, like it's not one or two people. There's just a lot of comments about like not needing to do the best job. Yeah, who cares what it looks like? <sighs> and I, I just look, I, I get it to some degree. Yeah. There is a degree there that I understand. Um, but never for the life of me have can I really get behind the concept of doing a service for someone and not doing a good job. Yeah. Or not doing a job that is satisfactory. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, like maybe it's you're not going to do the edges every service. Yeah. It's like, like I look at that and I'm like, like, like why? <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I, I do get that. I, I feel like if you're not, if your standard isn't, the same as your first, second and third service. Still, if you're at the job, you know, 10 years, it doesn't matter. If you're still not striving to to have that place looking immaculate every time you leave the gate. Well, look, it then, has to be relevant to the price that you're charging. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So if you, no, I'm saying if, like, you, if you went into a corner block and you've quoted $80 and you mow it and you think, fuck, probably should have fucking probably should charge 95 for this. Yeah. Then I can understand if maybe you... You let it slip a bit? Maybe you cut it a notch higher than what you would have. Yeah. Or like maybe not every edge is uprighted or or something like that. I I can get with that. Yeah. But to say to yourself, I'm going to charge top dollar. Yeah. And not provide the best service and then think that that's good. Yeah. I just, I'm off it. Like I don't, you know, <laughs> like I, I sort of, I can, I can sort of understand it from time to time, mm. but as a general rule of thumb or a general goal, I, I, I'm off it. I don't, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not with it. No, it's, um, it's not something that I endeavor for. I definitely have tried to instill in everyone like we fucking, we make it look immaculate. Like I never want to get a phone call and be like, hey, this actually doesn't look like it should. I don't ever want those phone calls. Like the, if I stop getting photos from the boys, being like, oh, you check this out. <laughs> like I get, I get photos every week from, you know, the guys when they do something and they're like, oh, you fucking check out how good this looks. I'm like, yeah, boy. Like that's, I don't know. that. When you see your workers taking photos of any work that they've done, yeah. that's when you know 
that that person is worth keeping. Fuck yeah. I've actually seen, now this is way extreme and, and um, if you ever see anybody doing this, then make sure you drop like a Hulk Hogan leg drop on them. But <laughs> I've seen Russell lying down on grass. Fuck's sake. <laughs> this is when he first started. Fuck's right? sake. I've seen him lying down on grass looking at like which way it's growing so that he can like <laughs> mow it the best way. Now, now I don't, like I said, you should drop, you should either give yeah. people's elbow or a leg drop. That's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> However. Yeah. Um, I had to look at it from a boss's point of view yeah. and be like, whoa, this dude is connected. Like he wants to learn. Yeah. Um, Did he mow it and then take a photo? No, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. he was looking at the best way that he could make this. Yeah. Like look the best. Nothing um, nothing makes me harder than when I get tagged in a a fucking bunch of photos or a reel from my own staff. Yeah, that is cool, man. It's it's fucking incredible. The the guys that I've got working for me at the moment just I don't know, just make my life so much easier and make business not a challenge. Like it is a challenge, like there's other elements, but they're not like I have to admit when it comes to staff, I I got the fucking good ones. Yeah, and I look, I know um, these are not all like all of these things that we're talking about. These are not things that say Ben Van der Geesen came up with himself. Yeah, or they're not things that I applied in my own business when I started my business. These are things that I picked up along the way from my peers. Like I remember, I was working for Tyson. Yeah. We've pulled up. I was with Scuba Steve and he he's a funny dude. Yeah. And he pulls up and he goes, holy fuck, Cobbs. And I was like, what, what? You know, like I'm thinking something's happening. He's like, <laughs> look at the fucking growth on this hedge. And I'm, talk- <laughs> I'm talking millimetres. Yeah, okay. Like 15, 20 mil. Yeah. You know? And like I'm looking at it and I'm like, you can fucking – you could just clap your hands and be fucking done with this. Yeah. And you just push it, you know, like push their, the growth back in their whole. And sure. used to say this too. Um, you know, you want to make it look like you were never there. Yeah. The job just looks fucking sweet all the, all time. the time. So, you know, when you hedge all of that dust off, like, you know, you're not just blowing it against the building, <laughs> you know, all of these things. Yeah. Um, you know, I learned all of this stuff. Over the course of two decades. Yeah. Um, well, when you see people succeeding around, you kind of vacuum up what they're doing. It's it's just natural. Like you you fucking look at what they're doing. And if it's if it's a winner, you're like, oh, I could do that. I could do that in my business and maybe see some of that success. But um, I still want to, uh, you know. With, with what you were saying with the boys, like how you sort of learn off them. That's one of my points. That's that's one of my biggest points on here and one that we fucking re, reinforce every time we talk about shit like this. And, and it's network. Network within your community and your local contractor groups. Yeah, there's never going to ever be anything wrong with networking. No. Nah. Um, and what I love about the industry right now, because I don't want to be negative about the industry because it's, it's not. It's a very positive space. Yeah. But everyone is on board with networking. Yeah. It's great. Like you Huge. see you see so much stuff on social media and they're like, 
hey, I seen this dude on this main road, you know, shout yeah. out, rah, rah. Yep. Um, and there's people, there's businesses connecting all over yeah. that are working in collaboration. Um, Sidebar, did you see my TikTok I put up? I don't very often put TikToks up. No, I got so many TikTok <laughs> notifications and oh, I'm just fucking... I'm just fucking driving along and I was on a day where I was doing a lot of travel between sites and from mower shops and shit like that. And um, I just saw so many mower guys and girls and I was fucking waving and and man, there's some fucking sour cunts, say eh? They're just like, nah, I'm not going to wait back to you. So I made like a little TikTok, like, fuck you, dogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, look, networking isn't really just saying g'day to people. No. Um, but, you know, I think it's... Um, I think it's totally a positive. And, yeah. Um, I mean, you can network in the background. Like, I'm sure there's a bunch of people on LMCA that are still... Tons. Like, hunting through all of the comments and all that sort of stuff, but they're not, they're not engaging. They're just vacuuming up the resources. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I think that's all well and good. Yeah. Uh, like, I know... Yeah, you don't have to post. Look, it's I not think, like you're forced to fucking post. So. I think a lot of the time that you're networking is probably in times of need. Yeah. Um, I think if you're, if you've really got that momentum and your business is going really well, yeah. then you, you're probably not as obliged to network yeah. as if you would, as if you were in need, like say with catch pro, um, I mean, networking is all I did for two years yeah. and now we, we probably don't focus on it as much, yeah. um, you know, because we're established and yeah. um, we still network to some degree, totally, 100%. But we just don't – it's not like a main focus. Yeah. And you've got a different networking circle. You've got Corey, you've got your fucking engineers, you've got, you know, the people that you talk to are the people that are specific to your business, which also includes the lawn mowing community. But if you don't get your shit right in your little space, then – obviously the backlash is going to be felt in that community. So Yeah. And, and you just never know what opportunities you're creating by networking. Yeah. You and know? you know what? You never know when you're networking, don't fucking talk shit about people because you never know who's going to fucking hear it. Oh, yeah, man. It's pretty wild, eh? Fucking like, people talking shit about people in this industry is crazy. It is It's a bit crazy. of a bitchy situation. Like, <sighs> look, it, look I, it is also human nature. It Oh, 100%. And, you know, drama is the fucking king of the world at the moment. Everybody loves a bit of drama. But, um, yeah, just a, just a little, you know, no one's going to want to fucking help you out if, if behind the scenes you're fucking talking shit. So just a little tip. Yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> no, no, I just, I'm always thinking ahead. So Yeah, no. <laughs> um, before we get on to our next one, uh, want to run a little ad for Bad Workwear. Fuck yeah. They have all their waterproof shorts and long pants back in stock. I almost actually look good in the shorts. <laughs> um, um, so they, they came out with the, the, is it the next range? Yeah, they call it next. I, I don't love all of their gimmicks that they put on stuff. No, but they they, they're cool fucking shorts. Like I won't put any photos up until I actually fit into them properly because they only came out up to 36, I think. Can't remember. Anyway, I'm uh, not, well, I'm not a fucking 36. So I'm I'm wearing a 34 in them. Oh, yeah. Or maybe it was 38. And um, again, I am not a fucking 38. So I'm, I'm wearing a 38 in them because they, they're like a short-legged pant. Yeah. And um, it, it's like a, a elastic waist. Yeah. So 
you know, you can you can hover between sizes really yeah. easily. But I do like a little bit of extra. Length. And you know what? If I don't I, have the pins to. Well, see, I, I don't mind having a short short, but the problem with them is if I was to wear them, I would scar a lot of people because my <laughs> cock and balls are just <clears throat> so flamboyant in them. Like they're just. I, I, I probably couldn't wear them with underpants. I'd have to wear jocks. Like I couldn't wear like my normal boxes. Because, okay. yeah, it's it's pretty haggis. Uh, they're, they're, I'm going to wear them swimming. Just <laughs> only with my I wife. I actually wear mine swimming. Too. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause I mean, they're, they're waterproof. Yeah. Well, yeah. They're not waterproof when you jump into a pool. <laughs> yeah. Nothing um, is. <laughs> but anyway, um, jump on the bad workwear site. Don't forget to use our code SKULL. Hey, you know, if you're looking for a pair of socks. Yeah. Uh, I just bought another f- six pairs of socks for this season. They're fucking good. They're bit, like I, I got bamboo socks from uh, another company and um, the way they were stitched, they all just fucking fell apart at the top. Um, but, yeah, the bad work ones uh, are thick, bros. There's so many awesome items. You get a pearl um, necklace? <laughs> I don't understand. We still that. haven't fucking got that, eh? Yeah. I, um, maybe we should. I, maybe I should buy one, eh? Yeah. We'll, we'll, and wear well we'll, on the set. Wear them together. Um, <laughs> so anyway, bad workwear, jump on the website, get yourself some new work threads um, and look the part. Yeah. Um, so next topic. Do you want one? Do you want a good one? Mm-hmm. Manageable debt is not the devil. I don't have that. Again? Manageable debt is not so I wish I need a fucking soundboard, eh? <laughs> you got nothing. I've I got it my, all. I need my own soundboard. I feel left out. Um, but no, I, I see a lot of people fucking bagging out people for oh, would you fucking use finance for that? Finance it's like I'm not saying go out and fucking destroy your credit rating with fucking like multiple fucking loans through multiple different companies. Mm. Manageable debt is is something that, you know, car. Not everyone can afford to go and fucking cash out fucking a $60,000 truck or something like that. Well, I do. Look, I, I just always wonder, you know, I see some, it's not across the board, but you do see some comments and people are like, fuck finance, you know, get it, own it, rudder, rudder, rudder. But, I mean, I just don't understand the theory like, are they are they actually like I can understand if you if you're going to buy a whippersnipper, I think it's better to buy it. I think right? yeah, I think. But, but if think you're going to buy you, a fucking twenty five thousand dollars zero turn, yeah, or even fifteen, even yeah. ten, like I still don't understand what's so bad about financing that. It it means you're in control of your own cash. It probably comes from the the age of GE. Remember when people used to get fucked up with GE? Like, and was like I was one of twenty seven percent. Yeah, twenty. <laughs> you'd be at the pub, you'd be blind as you got no money left, and you got this fucking GE card sitting in there. You draw out cash, and there's twenty eight percent on it straight away. You're like, oh, oh fuck. Yeah, but look, I just think in the in that business environment, you, you just cash flow is just super important. Yeah, um, and if you locked in, like obviously the fucking boat's gone because the interest rates are all fucking inflated now. But if you locked in when you were if you used like, uh, you know, the instant tax write-off, if you use that to your advantage, normally you're locked into a fucking one and a half to 2% uh, car loan. Like that's my truck now would cost fucking 
almost double what it costs me now. So, like, if I got it now, it'd be fucked. Yeah, I, and I just also don't understand. Like, do any of these people have, like, a mortgage? Yeah. Like, what are they doing? Saving to buy a house outright? Or yeah. do they rent? Yeah. Which is, which is worse than finance? Like, yeah. there's just, you know... I mean, I'm, rent, like... It is what it is. Like it's it's just fucked how the the system is kind of fucked up now. How rent is like just as expensive as buying a house, but well, to buy a not, house not in my situation. Actually, no, I'm true. Double. We're about to get fucked hard. Um, um yeah, we're about to double up. But um yeah. it is what it is. Like again, you know, that's just how it is. But um But it, like even if let's say you've got twenty thousand dollars in your business account i just i don't understand how it would be a good move to make a ten thousand dollar purchase yeah i don't see it like that either i i do understand if people are like old school and they put away a certain amount of money for those expenses but if something pops up like if all of a sudden like you know something happened and i had to spend 10 15 grand straight up i would never take it out of my savings like that's i mean Cash purchases are nowhere near as irresponsible as, um, you know, like just financing shit for the sake of financing yeah. shit. You know, I need I mean? a new like, pool table. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, even if like, let's just keep it in the business. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> you know, whether it's, you know, you're just like, oh, fuck it. I'll just get two new wheelbarrows. Yeah. Um, you know, and bung them on afterpay or something. Oh, yeah. You know, like I, I'm not saying that. But see, afterpay, there's no interest unless you're a fucking unless you're planning on not paying it. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> unless you're like, nah, it's cool. Like they make their money off people who just don't want to pay. It's as simple yeah. as that. They they make a little bit of coin off the the vendor, and then all the people who fuck up fills their coffers. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of people out there in a a lot of bad situations, but I think it's like, uh, I think it's just how the world is now. Like people want things now, they don't want to wait for them and, and they've been given the options. But when it comes to business, I think manageable debt is just one of those things. If you want to grow, if you want, if you're cool to stay the same, like just chill lifestyle business, whatever. But for me, I know if I, so I've got a massive quote in at the moment. If I get that massive quote, that means I have to buy, I worked it out like fucking 30 grand's worth of stuff yeah, just to service this quote. I'm not going to fucking take 30 grand of my own money and sink it into this thing because it's not like I've got fucking $600,000 in the bank just there chilling. Like I, I invested a lot back into my business. You know, just quickly, what makes, so the definition of rich in Australia, um, do you know how much money? That, so it's it's what you have in the bank. Yeah. Have one guess of what makes you rich. I mean, I know what what how I would feel rich, but the I'd say like two hundred fifty to three hundred thousand. You're on the money. Three hundred thousand. Is it? If you've got three hundred thousand dollars in your personal bank account, um, that makes you rich in Australia. Yeah. I can I could imagine like I would feel rich if I had three hundred. Fucking oath. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I would. Pin like, slapping motherfuckers. Yeah, <laughs> but like light we, up a lung buster with a ten dollar note. Oh shit, that'd be and fancy. Just plastic fuck my lungs up. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, true. But no, that, that's funny that like that's where Rich is sitting now. Like I guess a lot of people do have, you know, investments in other areas. So yeah, like so if you're in the stocks and shit like that. It's not, houses. nah, so it's not, I mean, there, there probably is some level there, but. Yeah. Cause um, naturally when you're in your, like, I guess when you're investing in houses and stuff, all your money's kind of tied up. Like you don't normally have like a, an account with a bunch of money. You have yeah, assets and you, then you have like ins and outs. And, remember that show Big Brother? Yeah. I can't remember. It, I'm assuming this is probably early to dancing doona. <laughs> Oh boy! Imagine how fucked up that place would have been if I went in there. Oh, no they were just feeding you piss, and I just would have pissed everywhere. And fucking it was loose back in the day. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> day one year they advertised Big Brother's first ever millionaire. Yeah. Okay. And all it, it was a crock of shit. All it was is he had a million dollars in assets with oh, properties. Okay. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. It's it's bizarre. You know what we've noticed around town? We because we do a little bit of drive and just go and grab a coffee, go for a drive through the nice estates, to get ideas for our renovating. Do you take a doona with you? No, no. Um, dancing dunas? No, no dancing dunas. We normally have the kids do. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's weird. But we'll drive through and we'll fucking. And what I've been noticing a lot is in the really rich areas in, I'd say like. Brisbane's Bayside and things like that. There are a lot of builders, uh, like carpenters, fucking plumbers, like these these guys that I'd say a lot of them are boomers. So mm. they've come up with that little bit of a helping hand from the economy. Um, but yeah, they they're fucking balling. The ones that have done it right, I think, uh, are fucking doing well. And they're living in these fucking nice houses. I'm like. That could be me. And I reckon like... Yeah, it's good to have the dream, man. Yeah. And it's just like, you just, you cruise around. Like you should go for a drive through Redland Bay or Raby Bay, I should say. Mm. And every second house, you know, some will have like a Merc in the driveway, but then the next one will be like fucking Fred's Plumbing. And then the next one will be like oh, JJ Fark, whatever, Builders. And and it's, it's cool to see, like, it's not like fucking... Banker, 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 all the way through these sort of lovely little estates. Um, I don't know. It's something that I've noticed. Oh, man. I mean, people make their wealth all different ways. Yeah. And people also spend it different ways. I wonder how many fucking OnlyFans people have got those houses. Mm. Some, some of those chicks are making like fucking $450,000 a month. It, it's crazy. Oh, and God. I wish I, I wish I was hot. <laughs> <laughs> wish I had... Damn pussy. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had a dick worth looking at. <laughs> I wish I had one people could see. Yeah. Um, I wish I didn't have an any. All right. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. Uh, next topic. So, look, specializing. Now, we've, we've talked about this before, but we're going to revisit it and – Look, specializing is not something that you need to do to have a successful business, but I think it helps you succeed in it just gives you an edge. It gives you a competitive edge over other businesses. Yeah. It gives you a target. It does give you a target. Um, and I don't think you need to be a specialist, but you just, because let, let's face it, if you trim hedges and you trim hedges well, and then someone who 
is a hedge specialist. If you're both credible and capable, there's probably not that much difference. Like to trim a really beautiful hedge yeah. is to trim a beautiful hedge. Um, there's certainly people who do it shitter, <laughs> but you can, if you're really good at that and you really enjoy doing that and you say, you know what, why not? I, I can say that I specialize in this. Yeah. Um, like the crew from sharp hedges in Brisbane, like they fucking kill it, but they do. They very, really do. Specialize. They really do specialize in that field. They do you know, get the cherry pickers out and all that sort of stuff. I'd never, I'd fucking pass that stuff on so quick. Actually, that brings me to a complete sidebar. <laughs> and I don't even think I can remember the name. But there's this crew on Instagram and I think it could be called Claudia something gardens or something. And they're just, check them out on Instagram. I'd have to, <coughs> I'd ha- I don't have the actual name. But they're like, there's a couple of young dudes. It looks like they're maybe very early 20s. Yeah. They don't work with shirts on, um, which, like, I don't love any of that stuff, right? Yeah. In terms of, you know, but they just look like they're having so much fun. They've got a couple of chicks working for them as well. Yeah. And these people fucking do everything. Really? Like, you should check out their like- Instagram. They are fucking, like, hacking down Bougainvilliers. They're shoveling dirt. They're bloody... Doing flower beds. Diversify. They, they just look like they are having so much fun. Yeah. Now, like I said, there are parts that I don't love about it. I seen I saw someone hedging without yeah. glasses. Oh fuck yeah. Um I think that's just a thing of you know being young. Um and you know, working without a shirt on. Like I actually have a note here. Um we've we've kind of skipped the beat with specializing, but I have a note here on a topic about presentation. Yeah. So it's a bit, little bit conflicting with what I'm saying here. Yeah. Um, but these these young, it's funny. Like they've kind they look of like fucking go getters. They've, they've actually got like a bit of a niche, like people who don't give a fuck what they what they roll in and and what they look like. They just fucking know that they're going to get a good. Found them straight service. up. They're called Macintosh uh, Bowman Gardens. You were fucking so far off the money. Claudia's garden. No, one so of the chicks called Claudia. Her, so that's the name of the Facebook page, and then immediately it has Claudia McIntosh Bowman. Ah, okay. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm thinking it's maybe her and maybe her partner. Okay, and like her name might be her last name might be McIntosh. He's might it might be Bowman, and that's where the McIntosh Bowman. Cool. But man, they just look like they have so much fun. They look like they're killing it. Nice. Um, obviously, Instagram can be misleading. Maybe maybe yeah. their business is awful. But People probably thought I was hot when they first saw Instagram. <laughs> um, but, I mean, they just – they've got this clip where it's like the worst fucking rain. <laughs> like it is just torrentially raining and they, they're doing this huge garden cleanup and I love to see these young people getting amongst it because probably- how easy would it be to just be like, nah, go to the pub? Yeah. That's probably the oldest fucking thing I've ever heard you say. These young people. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm pushing. I hate for- fucking thinking I'm, about it, Ben. I'm pushing forty now. Oh fuck me! And when you see twenty year olds, mid and you know they're half our age. Yeah, forty's about to peg me hard. Um, you're older than me, motherfucker. I know. That's what I'm saying. Forty's already lubed me up, and it's getting ready to penetrate. I still fuck like a twenty five year old. Yeah, me too. Nah, just lies. I- 
jerk off like a fucking 12 year old <laughs> all the time <laughs> anywhere I want <laughs> like this eh? oh fuck it yeah okay for anyone who's watching yuck go go back at, at this minute mark and watch that clip um, <laughs> it's around right, 100 so, it's around fucking uh, 1 hour 39 is that where we're at yeah we're rolling that's alright I think we only got two more topics that's um, cool so look with the specialising there's only a few areas that you can probably really specialise in to differentiate yourself. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a great marketing tool. Yeah. Um, Specialising also like includes like your branding. I think like you can, you know, when I first started out, the Bearded Lawnsman was the best thing I could have fucking done because it like, it was just something that no one else had. Like, and, and what's funny about it was I hated it. Yeah, you did. You were like, nah, it's no good. I just but thought, for what it was then and what it is now, it's worked out pretty good. Like it's a brand in itself now. So, and there's a few others that are you know there's the the bearded gardener and the fucking there's a couple of beards. A few, out there. There's a few beardeds now. There's like the bearded butcher and you know there's heaps. Like I, I mean, if you had a look at say Greenscape Solutions. There is every variation. Oh, yeah. Green spaces, green fucking I fucking... Views. So, shout out to Marky from IMO, but there's another fucking IMO in town, bruz. Oh. Yeah, dude. That is a... Do- no, I took, are you sure? 100%. I took a photo. I fucking... Is it not phone. just one of his rigs, dude? Nope. Completely different. It literally was at... Uh, Let's go outside. fucking... Yeah. Let's go fucking dog stomp. Well, it's, it's right where you punched on with Mitch. Like, that's where I got the fucking... <laughs> Don't bring up that shit. The photo. <laughs> And he used his name as well. Oh, you yeah, na- sorry. You named him. Mm, fucking Greg. <laughs> no, shit, that's another <laughs> one I BJ. can't do. Fuck. Oh, fuck. Jeez. Oh, man. All right. Oh, shit. Um, so after specialising, um, as I mentioned before, we have presentation. Now, I know what I just said about these young shirtless dudes. Yeah. Um, and I know what I just said about you punching on outside <laughs> one of your jobs. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I think they're all things to look at and say, like, if you're walking into a quote and you're well presented, I think you're giving yourself a better chance. Yeah. I now, don't. we got ripped on this first topic because, you know, I mentioned work boots when someone wears sneakers. And yeah. That doesn't make – if you wear sneakers, um, I feel just whack saying – do people say sneakers anymore? I don't know. I feel whack saying it. But yeah. anyway – if you wear sneakers or sneaking, it doesn't mean that you're not well presented. Yeah. Okay. If you're if you go in pluggers, <laughs> it's, that's which I've done. I've but, done. As well. But <laughs> have you gone barefoot? I've never gone. Barefoot. <laughs> I had fucking. I've, nev- I've never gone barefoot. One. I went. I've been barefoot like in public. Like I've. I'm that type of dude. Yeah. But but never in a work scenario. I passed on some jobs to someone who will re- remain nameless. And um, I got a call from one of the customers that I, you know, passed on. And they're like, you got to fucking come back. I was like, oh, what happened? They're like, oh, first of all, these fuckwits turned up, half mowed the wrong house, then stopped mowing it halfway. So there's like a half mown footpath. And then they fucking rolled into my yard and one of them wasn't even wearing shoes. I'm like, pardonnez-moi. Mm. And, uh, yeah, phone calls after that. I took that job back. Yeah, you got to wear shoes, people. Yeah, it's, it's just it's for your safety. Now, going back to the shirtless thing, 
I had so many jobs mm. where I'd take my shirt off. Fuck yeah, you did. Um, Not but, me. Huh? Not me. But it it was in a environment where I knew no one was home. Um, and you know, I could get away with it at that time. Yeah. It's no different to like, we talk about being professional all the time and you know, on any given day at any given job, I'd take a piss behind someone's shed or tree. Yeah. And I would consider that being unprofessional. However, you got to do what you got to do to well, get through. <laughs> yeah. There is that too. I think if no one sees you do it, then it's no harm. Yeah. Was it even a crime? You know, like <laughs> I saw someone got busted on camera on LMCA. For yeah, pissing. I saw that too, and and, uh, and, fucking, and they lost the job. Yeah, and um, you know, it's within that person's right for them to say, "No, nah, fuck you." Yeah, imagine but if I got busted shitting in. <laughs> don't even like. I don't want to go there. Okay? Yeah, okay. But um, it it you know, if you're on the road doing 12, 15 jobs a day, yeah. it can be a real pain yeah. if you just need to take a piss. Yeah. And it takes um, a lot of time to drive away from your fucking. I feel sorry for the women in the industry because it's obviously very difficult for them to do it. Yeah. Um, Unless they're carrying around a fucking shiwi in their pocket or whatever it is. What is what? what The shiwi is like a. It's kind of like a funnel, but it's shaped like a crotch, so they can they can just piss into it, and it kind of gives them a spout. Fuck, I'm so sorry. Oh, the things that we... What, is that it? Is that it? Is... <laughs> this is a cricket. Is that the sound? <laughs> oh, I thought you made... Like, is that the sound that it makes oh. when, they're, when they're trying to shake it off or something? No, this is it. <laughs> um, but yeah, imagine being busted with one of them. It's one thing to have a dick in your hand. It's, one, it's another to have an appliance. Fuck, something's just unfair. All right. So when I talk about presentation, it is it is all aspects. Yeah. It's not just what you're wearing on your body. Um, I think vehicle plays into it a little bit. Yeah. I'm not saying you have to have the most flashiest vehicle. Even in Greenscape Solutions, like Russell's Ute that he used to drive in around in was a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. However, yeah. it was equipped yeah. and it was organized. Yeah, his trailer was nice and neat and fully organised. It was yep. just the fucking vehicle. looked like it had been... And it presents. ...eaten by a transformer. Like I've seen, you know, you, you, you do see contractors and they've got a ute set up with, you know, mower, whipper snipper and there's just rubbish and shit all over it. And you do think to yourself, like it's just natural, right? Um you do think to yourself, like, you know, what kind of business is this person actually running? Now, I've been there. Yeah. And so I'm not hating because I understand we all have to take necessary steps before we can get to certain points. But if you want to give your best, if you want to, you know, give yourself the best chance to succeed, there there are these simple rules, you know, that, that are guidelines for you to look at and, and be like, okay, I can understand how that can be a positive. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, you got to start somewhere. So if you've got a fucking banged up ute with a trailer, just fucking chuck a uniform on or something. Try and balance it out. 
Because I guess if, if they're like, oh, fuck, that guy looks like he's been through the wars and then you get out of the car and you've got like a nice uniform on and shit, you don't look like you've just fucking been shot out of a cannon, people are like, oh, okay, cool. Maybe he's just started out. Maybe this is all he's got to start with. And yeah. But I, I've just, like I said before, like I was just in a very privileged place where I had the capital and shit like that. I mean, I had to be in a fucking car accident to do it. it fucked me up for a while. But, um, yeah, that's, that's why I... Was lucky, but, but and realistically, I you don't get... you you don't need to necessarily be in a great financial position to or to even really have any money to just present well. Yeah, like, but I know, like, from getting the truck and having it decked out the way it is, the comments I get from that alone, like, I have people. I'm sitting having smoke. I have people come and knock on my windows and shit, and be like, "Holy fuck, man, that's a good one," and they're not. They're not other contractors. They're just random people. Like, Yeah, I mean, so all I the time. Yeah. When I had my rig and we would go fuel up, yeah, I always had people coming up to me and saying, geez, you look like you're ready to fucking do some work. Yeah. And it was, you know, all the bips were laid out. Like everything was, you know, everyone could see that I was ready to roll. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I don't want to act like the upsell right now and say that that's, like, you don't need those things. No, well, to have a successful business, we all started without them. Like there was nothing. Absolutely. Like my, mine was a, a toolbox. Like I bit the idea off, off of you. You had a toolbox where all your fucking things were all locked up. Like it, it, it was a good idea for the time, but you know, times have progressed. Well, I got as many compliments, it, you know, doing yeah, it that so way. Yeah, you know, about because they were. They, I mean, mine was Russell's brother built mine. Yeah, and it was Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Those fucking wine boys, eh? They can Mad fucking skills. get amongst it. Mad skills. Um, now, I've got one more, and it's my very last one. I've got a sidebar after that. But uh, my last one is don't be afraid to take risks slash investments. Calculated risks? Calculated risks, calculated investments of what it's about. Um, you know, people. a lot of people reach out to me about buying businesses because obviously I bought a bit off you. I bought a bit when I first started, and I've had – polar opposite experiences my fucking first business was an absolute flop that i bought it was fucking trash worst investment i ever made but it was a very small investment and i was just starting out so i learned from that mistake different story when i bought business off you i knew that it was established i knew that it was solid and it was a fucking straight away it was a it's like probably a, a bit it's probably about 30 percent cheaper than probably what it would have gone yeah, to someone else yeah, as well but. yeah that's and obviously that's why i fucking jumped at it so it all kind of worked out good. And, and you know what? I had the same exp- I've had, yeah. So I bought a business offshore, which legitimately changed my whole life. Yeah. Um, and back then it cost me 20K, which is going back 15 years now. So 20K was actually a lot of money back yeah. then. Um, but the business turned over like three grand a week. Um, yeah. And there, there is risks. There, there was risks that I, t- that I took. Um, where we did take a loss, there were some jobs that pulled out, yeah. some high-profile jobs. Yeah. But the connections that I made and the business experiences I got through that, you know, from doing $60 lawns to doing, you know, like $500 jobs in two hours, you know, like it really opened up my eyes to where the ceiling could be mm. in this thing. And the ceiling is the fucking sky. Yeah. 
As far um, as you want to take it. So, um, you know, I had a really good experience. A, a risk that I took that paid off really badly was um, someone had a contract for all the kindergartens. Oh, like, yeah, I remember this. Um, you know, so... I think I was just starting my business when you when you kicked that off. Yeah, and I, I still... So ultimately, I pulled the pin. I reckon I could have still made it work, but it was when I picked up my very first big contract. Yeah. And at the time, I had like four workers, which was the most I'd ever had. And ultimately, the most I would have ever have had in yeah. my time. And um, it was just too much for me to monitor. And I had scored this big contract, so I ditched these kindies. But the huge risk was I signed a contract and the unit price per kindy was a fixed price. Mm. And some of them were excellent. You know, you could go in there and do 10 minutes worth just of work at that price. Some of the other ones were a lot more, but you looked at it from a contract yep. perspective. Um and it wasn't like you you needed to have the type you needed to have a Russell type worker yeah. running that situation where they could make decisions. Yeah. And you know, so uh look, I didn't lose anything because I didn't pay any money. Yeah. Um actually, my bad. Because I signed a contract I wanted out. Yeah. So I forfeited my whole first month payment. Ooh. To walk away. Yeah, okay. Which, you know what? It ended up just being wages and yeah. fuel. Um, so it was a loss. Yeah. But I just always look at it as a positive experience. Yeah, you had a run at it. It didn't work out. And you obviously would have learned from that. It Look, what it taught me was to probably never sign a gardening contract ever again. Yeah. Because... A lot of the time these contracts don't... Like, you've got a contract, right? Yeah, with, it's a bit um, different for me now. That's what I want. I want fucking contracts where they're locked in as well as me. So. Yeah, but but even if you look at it... Like, I think... Because I signed... Do you sign anything over at Greenleaf? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I signed. Yep. Um, I've signed a few more. Since, since signing with that one, I've pushed two more to sign. Yeah, so... But realistically, if they want out... Yeah. They've got leverage. Yeah. The the signature doesn't actually mean anything no. in that. Whereas. But it gives the illusion. That's right. But the one that I signed. <laughs> that was not legal. Check this. <laughs> if, if I couldn't fulfill that amount of work for that price, even if I walked away, I would then be liable to pay someone the agreed amount. Oh, fuck. And I was lucky enough that I said to that dude, I said, like, seriously, bro, like, do you actually, wouldn't it just be easier for me to forfeit what I've made this month? So whatever he owes me this month, um, don't give it to me. Yeah. And just go and source new contractors. Yeah. Um, wouldn't that be easier than, like, getting into this thing where you, you're probably going to tie up funds for, like, a couple of months? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we worked out an amicable agreement. Oh, that's um, cool. And it worked out in the end. Yeah, it worked out. I, look, I still felt shitty because I quitted on something. Yeah. Um, but and I don't like to be picture. defeated. Um, like, realistically, you probably saved yourself a lot of fucking headaches. It was just Vicky. Oh, okay. You know, like I think we just had the twins. Oh, okay. Um, 
Yeah. yeah. It's like, I remember the situation. It was, Do you think you rushed into it? Like you saw a good opportunity on the outside, but when you really delved into it, it was kind of not what you thought it was. Maybe this is me being pig headed, but I still thought it was a timing thing. Like okay. I had eggs in a few different baskets and yeah. you never really knew what was going to pay off. The original contract that I was chasing, the one that we landed was 24 months in the making. Yeah. I missed it two years in a row. Yeah. And for two years, the only thing that Vicky ever heard me talking about was <laughs> if, if I pick up this contract, like she was fucking sick of it. Yeah. And in the background, um, you know, we, we had this other basket of eggs yeah. that came to, and they both came to fruition in the same month. Yeah. So, um, you know, it was, I think it's still a smart business play because then I was able to make a choice. You know, and I was able to take the greener. Yeah. You know, whether wherever the grass was greener. Fair so enough. Um, That's good. Yeah. Learning curve. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Why are we talking so quiet all of a sudden? Because I've got something sad and a little bit disappointing to talk about. Um, Is so it the fact that we're ending the show soon? Because I, I need to go get a feed. I'm and about a to piss, piss underneath this table. <laughs> anyway, um, now I'm not going to name names here, name businesses, but something happened. With the event. Now, there was <clears throat> lots of donations came through, which was amazing. Uh, looks like the end tally will be a little bit less than what I originally said. Now, there's big businesses that came to, on the day and they said to the lady from the Red Kite, give me the information that I need to get our team to donate certain amounts. Mm -hmm. Now, those amounts are quite large. I've been chasing these amounts for a while now. And I'm just fucking done with it, um, which means that I'm also done with them, which means that they're not coming to the next ones. So it's it's a little bit disappointing to know that there's some big businesses out there that were willing to fucking say, hey, we're, we're willing to give this donation, but they actually haven't come yeah. up with the cash. It's it's a simple thing. If you don't didn't want to donate, why the fuck did you say you would? Because uh, you would have happily had them whether they donated or not, right? I, that was one of the things. Like you, you, it you wasn't give, a stipulation. It wasn't a stipulation on the day. It was a give what you can give um, and what you feel comfortable with. Uh, and fucking, I don't know if in the next ones that I have to put a little caveat in there. Don't fucking say you're going to do something when you're not going to do it. Now, now it's I'm, been I'm advertised. Being, That's the problem. Yeah, and I'm. It's yeah. been announced. Yeah. So and I, um, yeah, I've been I'm being ghosted. So um, if, if they listen, just reach out and say we're not willing to donate so I can just fucking close it. I've got someone willing to take it to the next thousand. So uh, Dale from Urban Turf has said that whatever, we, we, whatever the end figure is, he'll take it to the next thousand, which is incredible. Thank you, Dave. You're well a fuck, done, uh, Dale, you're, you're an oh, absolute champ. Dave. Fuck. You fucking asshole. I'd... <laughs> That's I'm like calling. Sorry. That's like calling me Glenn. Yeah, sorry, man. Fuck. Uh, it's we're we're coming up to two hours. I can fucking I can have some fraudulent slips. Um, but Dale knows I love him. I'll um eat his ass when I'm in Melbourne next, just to oh, make up for it. it. Um, but no, realistically, that was the only downside to that whole whole event situation. Everything else has gone off without a hitch. Logos created, websites created. I got a new email. Um, and lots of people have still been reaching out to me and I've been keeping in communication with a lot of people to make sure 
these fucking events go off without a hitch. They're good. Very cool people involved. I can finally announce Rob Shearer is going to be involved. He is no longer with Skag. He he has been. It turns out he signed with uh, Ferris. <laughs> nah, no, right, he's fucking signed with uh, PGA Tour. He's around fucking golfing. He's actually coming up to the coast, uh, I think, next week or the week after. So we're going to have dinner. But yeah, he's he's involved. There's a couple other people around the countryside that are going to be involved. I don't know how much they want me to talk about it, but yeah, it's going to be a fucking sick time. So stay tuned. Don't pledge money if you're not going to pay it. <laughs> um, and we'll be able to, of course, keep everyone up to date through that whole process. Fuck yeah. Um, so and I hope everyone enjoyed today's episode. Um, our analytics were fucking way down. Yes. Yeah, maybe we should run an ad for this episode. Maybe. Fucking two hours. May as well run well, maybe, a two-minute fucking ad. Maybe people should just fucking listen to it. Yeah, just fucking listen I and mean, share I, us. I understand that they can't listen if there's nothing to listen to. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, true that. I'm realistic. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, yeah tell share your us around. It, hey, yeah, tell your friends. Fuck. Buy fucking catch, bro. Yeah, yeah, fucking hell. Um, all right. Until then... I am at CatchPro, he's at TBL, and we are getting back to work. Peace!